Hello, I'm Dr. Jesse L. Grice, founder and uh, senior pastor of Truvine Baptist Church. It's my heart as we welcome you. I welcome you, and I praise God uh, that you will get something from it and bless your life. And in Jesus' name, we love you. Amen. Give another hand to our young ladies. Amen. Thank the Lord. What a blessing that is. Wonderful. Amen. I'm going to be like they do on TV. I'm going to ask for a return. Come on back. Amen. <laughs> It's awesome. What a blessing it is. We give God all the praise for their worship of him this morning and leading us. And we bless the Lord. Let's pray for a moment. Holy Father, thank you for your blessings as our young ladies just sang. Every time that we turn around, there are blessings. And so, Father, we thank you for all that you're doing, all that you're going to do, and all that you're doing even right now. And so, Father, you are blessing us as we come to the worship place. You are blessing us even online, O oh God, those that are worshiping there. And so, Father, we thank you for all the spaces that you have given us to go out and to do your work and your will in Jesus' name. Now, Father, bless us, O oh God. Bless this, your servant. Think with my mind and speak with my mouth that which you want to say to these thy people and bless them. Bless now, O oh God, we pray, those, O oh Lord, that may not know you today, that may be with us, and Father, we pray that they'll come to know you. And those that do know you and don't have a place to worship of their own, they will consider us only by your will. Now, Father, touch, come now by your spirit. Move in us, move in this place, we ask in Jesus' name. And all said, amen and amen. What a great God. That's right. Give God some praise. Give God some praise. And let me say this, that sometimes we think that, well, praise just be from our mouth. Well, that's the fruit of our lips, yes. But you can also praise him with your hands. You can also praise him this way. There's no certain way to praise him. You know, when the Spirit of the Lord bless you, you just have to praise him. There's no discussion. You have to praise him. Anybody just got to praise him today? Then he blesses us. So I thank God for you and I thank God for what he's going to do today once I get my machine right. I hope we got some IT stuff here. Otherwise, it's going to be odd. Amen. Praise the Lord. And I want to share with you a little bit and that God will bless us. If you would turn to the Gospel of Matthew... Chapter 18, verses 21 through 35. Matthew, chapter 18, verses 21 through 35. On your electronic device or your Bible in your hand. Matthew, chapter 18, beginning at verse 21. And if you at Matthew 18, 21, would you say amen? amen? Amen. Perhaps others are turning. I'm sure they'll catch up with us. Matthew 18, 21 through 35. Matthew writes, Then Peter came to him and said, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me, and I forgive him? Up to seven times? Jesus said to him, I do not say to you up to seven times, but up to seventy times seven. And therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a certain king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. And when he had begun to settle accounts, one was brought to him who owed him 10,000 talents. 
But as he was not able to pay, his master commanded that he be sold with his wife and children and all that he had, and that payment be made. The servant therefore fell down before him, saying, Master, have patience with me. I will pay you all. Then the master of that servant was moved with compassion, released him, and forgave him the debt. But that servant went out and found one of his fellow servants, who owed him a hundred denarii, and he laid hands on him and took him by the throat, saying, Pay me what you owe. So his fellow servant fell down at his feet and begged him, saying, Have patience with me, and I will pay you all. And he would not, but went and threw him into prison till he should pay the debt. So when his fellow servants saw that he had been done, they were very grieved and came and told their master all that had been done. Then his master, after he had called him, said to him, You wicked servant, I forgave you all that debt because you begged me. Should you not also have had compassion on your fellow servant, just as I had pity on you? And his master was angry and delivered him to the torturers until he should pay all that was due to him. So my heavenly father, in verse 35, also will do to you if each of you from his heart does not forgive his brother his trespasses. For a topic today, as we shared a little bit last week, why must I forgive? Why must I forgive? You may have your seat in the presence of the Lord. I'm sure I'll be redundant as I talk about what God has put on my heart to do. But I shall do it anyway because I think we need to hear how many of you right here, right now, online and in person, harboring some grief in your heart. Some of y'all are mad about somebody threw a spitball at you in the third grade. You finished college, got all kinds of things going on, you 65, 70 years old, and you still mad. We got an attitude. Maybe that happened before you came to Christ, but you see, when we came to Christ, what is the first thing that we do when we come to Christ other than asking him to come into our lives and save us? Father, forgive me. Now, I want you to think about your sin. How much sin have you committed and God forgave you all of that sin from yesterday to now? And then someone does a little something to you, and it may be smaller, you may be thinking it's large, but you've got a grudge, you're going with a grudge, yet you say you are a born-again Christian. Dear friends, being born again does not stop you from forgiving people. As a matter of fact, I believe it's part of the whole structure. We need to forgive one another. Churches break up today because of somebody don't like something in the church. Well, that's going to happen to Jesus come. I forgive y'all. Bless you. I had an instance that happened to me of a wonderful person I love dearly. And the situation came about that things kind of got piled up on me and I had no clue what was happening. 
And all of a sudden, I realized that this is about me. What, what, what did I do? You know the first thing that happens to you when, when, when somebody uh, says, you forgive them? You tell me, what did I do? You sound like the, the, apostles, the apostles when they were around Jesus prior to his uh, crucifixion. Uh, Lord, is it me? Mm-hmm. So I asked, well, what, what did I do? I didn't do anything wrong. But as I left that place and on my way back here, uh, the Lord said to me in my heart, now you know when God talks to you, you really don't want to be talking to God. Matter of fact, you don't want to be hearing God because you're, you're all messed up. I had alligator tears running down my face. That's right, alligator tears. There wasn't no, wasn't no dust in my eye. It was tears. And God says, I want you, he says, forgive them. Now God is not a conversationalist. He says, Forgive them. Those of you that know Jesus, when he speaks to you, he doesn't give you a long litany of things. He just says a few words and that's it. He says, forgive them. And I'm, I'm, I'm arguing in my life and my heart and said, Lord, I didn't, I, I didn't do anything. He said it again. He didn't give me no excuse. Forgive them. I didn't know at the moment that, that, that God was speaking to me. It was a point of spiritual growth that I, I said in my heart after a little while, you know, talking to myself. And I said, Lord, I forgive them. I, I named it all and said, Lord, I forgive them. Bless them. I heard later on, it was not too long, maybe a week or so. I felt no pain. I can, I can remember the situation even right now. But there's no pain. I don't have nothing against them. Bless them. Amen. Why? When God says forgive, forgive, forget about your feelings. Let, let God work it out. So many of us, we can't even sit next to one another in church. You even, some of y'all got something against somebody. Y'all even change seats. You're coming over like, oh, no, I'm not going to sit there. Oh, y'all, come on. Don't, don't be sitting there look like you don't know what I'm talking about. Because we don't want to sit next to that person because they cause us some harm. Think about this. How much harm have you caused the Lord? You that know Jesus, how much harm have you caused Jesus? But every time you go to Christ, you say, Lord, forgive me. What does he do? He forgives you. You see, my friends, it would be interesting to know how many of you here today online and worshiping with us in person are suffering some physical, emotional, or some spiritual trouble or illness due to unforgiveness. How many of you trust in the Lord and, and you have lost your joy? Your joy of the Lord because you refuse to forgive. Many terrible things have happened to people in their own families. Let's, let's go ahead and talk about it for a minute. Sexual abuse in the family. Yet you're grown up now and you can't even have a good relationship with the other person because you're still wrapped up and jailed up in that other abuse situation because you won't forgive. You say, well, it wasn't my fault. I don't care whose fault it was. The Bible says forgive them. Jesus, my Savior, our Savior, was on the cross. Y'all remember? If you, I like participating preaching. If you remember that Jesus was on the cross and you read in your Bible, raise your hand. All right, all right, y'all all guilty. Praise God. Amen. Listen, 
What did he say on the cross? When he was being, he had been beat all night. He'd been sleep deprived. And then they put a crown of thorn on his head, tore off his clothes, they did all kind of abuse. But on the cross, my Savior said to God, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Now us, we just say, Father, get them. God's servant, Stephen, when you read in the book of, I believe it's in Titus, Stephen, the first martyr of the church, he was only doing what his Savior had done. He's only teaching and preaching and giving glory to God, and, and the folk didn't like it, so they stoned him because he was doing that for God. People would stone you today. People would talk bad about you today because you're serving God. But listen, forgive them. And let God continue to work in your life. Stephen was hurt, and, and, and he, you know, they didn't just throw little old tiny rocks at them. They, they had big cinder blocks. But the scripture said, I want you to notice, and you read it for yourself. The scripture says that, that, that before Titus fell asleep, I'm sorry, before the man fell asleep, he said to them, he said to the father, like Jesus, Father, forgive them. He's been murdered. You may be murdered in your actions, what you're doing and what you didn't do, and people will talk about your name, talk about you, and spread lies about you. Really, that's par for the course for Christian, because the Bible declares that all will suffer persecution if you, if you love the Lord Jesus Christ. It don't matter. If they don't have nothing to make up, to talk about you, they'll make up some stuff. And you're going to like, what? I wasn't even there. It don't matter. How many of you trust in the Lord and have lost the joy of the Lord because you refuse to forgive? How, how many of you are suffering right now from the pain of guilt and resentment and the pain of injustice because you will not forgive? I'm saying these things are very horrible. We watch on TV as people are murdered and their families come on and they talk about it and all of that. And I understand that. But I have yet to hear more than one say, I forgive them. Down in Mother Emanuel in South Carolina when the young man came into the Bible study and killed seven or eight of the people, but the, oh, the woman, one of the, men, one of the persons, uh, aunt or mom said that they were in court or before they even went to court, they said, we forgive him. And the court can figure it out. They go, what are you talking about? I forgive him. One sister was real, real. She says, well, uh, I'm working on it. But she forgave him too. So you, you can't say I can't forgive you. Yes, you can. The Bible declared that if Jesus is living in you, and when you call on the name of the Lord... And when you say, Lord, help me, I, I really don't want to do this. I, I'm mad, I'm upset, and, and they was on my last nerve. But, oh, God, if you will help me, I'll forgive them in the name of Jesus. 
when people forgive, then husband and wife can get it back together. We got 50% in the church being divorced, 50% out in the world being divorced. Let me tell you something, family. If the husband and wife will get off their high horse and begin to come together in Jesus and say, baby, I didn't like what you did to me, but I'm going to forgive you anyhow. I love you in Jesus' name. And the other person said the same. Let me tell you, there'll be a revolution. In our marriage, you don't have to go to no Christian counselor. You already did. And his name is Jesus. You may be saying, Pastor, you don't know what I went through. No, I don't know, don't want to know. But I know you went through some stuff. But how you get out of that stuff, how you get your mind right, how to get your walk right, start forgiving. When you feel that you can't, get on your knees and call on him. Somebody ought to call on him. At the onset of trust in Christ, for salvation you ask God. Think about it. All of us who are saved today, ask God this question. We already talked about it. Father, forgive me my sins. Did you not? And then even after salvation, we still sin. But what does God do? Because we ask him, he forgives us. Though it means heinous, though you did something unlawful, but you go to God, he's, he forgives us. I hope you're with me this morning. You ask God as a believer in your prayer time. Every time that I pray, I ask the Lord, forgive me. Sometimes I may not even know what I did. It really don't matter. Because in this body, in this old nature, I'm sure I did something. Some of y'all got them looks. You know how you do it. Pass by somebody. Oh, that's slick, ain't it? Oh, you just pass by this shit. Oh, we don't want to hear this. We're not, we not going to let you out. We got the ushers at the door. From the model prayer. We call it the Lord's Prayer, but really the Lord's Prayer is in John 17. But the Lord's Prayer, this prayer is Matthew chapter 6. And in verse 12 it says, Forgive us our debts as we forgive others. Our debts means our sins, our trespasses. We're asking God, God forgive me of my sin, my debts. And then it's on you and me to go and tell that other person, I forgive you. Sometimes you may not be able to talk to the person that has injured you. But you surely can call on the Lord, and God will bless you to forgive them. If you can, tell them. And I had this experience. Told the person once that I forgive you. And they looked at me, what I love you, you all right, you all. No, I forgive you in the name of Jesus. They are shocked. They look like deer and caught in the headlight. But I don't stay around for an answer. My job was to say, listen, I forgive you in the name of Jesus. I know I'm going to bring this up later, but look, oh, this is on my mind. I got to tell you. I got to tell you before I forget it. I said last week that we said we will forgive a certain person. And I mentioned that some of us will go, if you had a hatchet, you will go and, and bury the hatchet. But you leave the handle sticking up. So the next time the person messes up, you go get the hatchet and come back and be whack a bone. You see, when you forgive, that's it. 
Think about what Peter said. We might cover it again, but Peter said, Lord, how, how many times should I forgive? That's an innocent enough question. The law at that time, the Judean law was that three times. Peter being a good Christian that he was, he said, okay, let's double it and add one for good measure. But Jesus says, no. How about 77 times? What that really meant was unlimited. That's kind of like Jesus. <laughs> Every time you go to him, he forgives us. It's unlimited. Every time I mess up, uh, I go to him. He says, it's unlimited. I can hear the enemy want to accuse me and you before God. But I'm here to tell you that Jesus, being my advocate, would say he's covered by the blood. Woo! I don't have to call the fours. Oh, y'all talk to me now. I just call on Jesus because I know that he'll forgive me, but I don't want to do whatever I did. And I keep going back to, I just go follow my face. Lord, I'm so sorry. Please forgive me. I, I, I'm trying, Lord. He gives me strength. He'll give you strength. But Matthew also says in, 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 in verse 15 from chapter 6, but if you, the Lord is very specific. But if you will not forgive men their trespasses, come on now. Some of us go to work and you just want to barricade yourself in your office and probably put a sign on the door, no entrance, because you mad from last year. Why? Because you won't forgive. But if you will not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your heavenly Father forgive you your trespasses. I think that's pretty powerful. I think we ought to remember that. What does it mean to forgive? I'm glad you asked. Forgiveness is the act of excusing or pardoning another in, in spite of their insults, in spite of their shortcomings, in spite of their errors. Forgiveness refers to God's pardon of the sins of human beings. Jeremiah gets into the act, and he says in, verse, in chapter 31, verse 34, for I will, this is God speaking, for I will forgive their iniquity and their sin, I will remember no more. You think about that. If God held all of our sins against us, he remembered all the stuff we did, we'd be in serious trouble. But oh, what a great God that he is. We all not to remember other folks' faults. You're going to remember. Some people say, well, I, I'm going to forgive, but I ain't going to forget. You got a brain. Of course you're not going to forget. But when you actually forgive, yes, it's there, but there is no pain in that forgiveness because you, you did it. You remembered. I remember what happened to me. I remember, and I know you remember, but there's no pain. I'm not going back and dragging that up and talking about what you did. I'm not, I ain't got time for that. Pretty soon we got to go to lunch, amen. Praise the Lord. The Bible teaches that God completely forgives our sin. Maybe sometimes you think he doesn't. The initiative comes from him because he is always ready to forgive more than we're ready to ask him. He's ready to forgive. But the question to you is, are you ready to forgive? What's bugging you now? Who did you wrong in your mind? Who caused you some injury? Are you ready to forgive? Are you going to harbor it in your heart? Y'all can say amen if you want to. 
I just want to make sure you're not asleep. Jesus take the opportunity in this story to teach Peter and us a lesson through a parable about forgiveness as we were talking about. And listen what he says. If you learn well, I'm, this is what I'm saying. If you learn well the lesson and the meaning of forgiveness, you will, have, you will have learned an invaluable lesson. The text gives us an example about how many times should you forgive someone. Here we go. Back in the text, Matthew 18, 21, and 22. Then Peter came to him and said, Lord, how often shall we, uh, uh, I forgive my brother uh, who sinned against me and I forgive him? Up to seven times, Jesus, of course, said, no, I do not say to you up to seven times, but up to 70 times seven. And I told you about the law that says, you know, you don't, you, it's more than that. But then Peter thought he was doing well, but God says, no, that's not it. So in our text today, Jesus tells the story of a guy who is hopelessly in debt to this king. He is a servant. We are servants to our king. I want you to know that. The king calls in his accountants, call in the accounts. The man owed him 10,000 talents. Now, 10,000 talents at that time was $12 million in today's money. Y'all got that? I mean, I mean y'all, y'all, y'all got that kind of money? Go ahead and put it in the offering basket. Praise God. In those days, there was no chapter 11. There was no chapter 13. So bankruptcy was real simple. The king would just take the wife, the kids, and animals and sell them into slavery and put the man in prison. And this man knew he couldn't pay, so he begs for forgiveness. How often when you come to Christ, whether you're saved or unsaved, do you have the mindset that your sin is so heavy, so much, so bad, that the Lord may not forgive you? But he does. So I want to ask you three things. We're going to do these three things and we'll be done. Because, listen... Out of his, this story, Jesus gives us three reasons why you must learn to forgive other people. Because God has forgiven you, number one. Because resentment makes you miserable, number two. And because you will need forgiveness in the future, number three. You must forgive because God has forgiven you. If that's the only one we'll use, then that's the most powerful one right there. Because no matter what, if whatever is happening, you can ask God to forgive you, and the Lord will. We're all like the servant in the story. We owe huge debt. Before I was saved, before you were saved, we owed a, a tremendous debt. Even today, we still owe God a tremendous debt about our sin. But he, he's our atoning sacrifice. And so he, he can pay it. But on the cross, Jesus paid it all. And all to him we owe. The Bible says you have sinned, uh, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. That's not because after salvation. That's before and after. He canceled our sin debt because of his love and, and mercy. Because we're covered by his blood, we're saved, and we thank God. There are more than, there's more to forgiveness than uh, expressed in Psalm 103, verse 12. When we are forgiven by the Lord of our great, great previous sins, he also removes them. You ever thought about that? Sometimes you may think, well, God just throw these in a bucket somewhere against me. No, he doesn't do that. Listen, I'll tell you what he says. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. Furthermore, the prophet Michael says, the Lord will cast our sins into the depths of the sea. Why not? Why must you forgive? You forgive because resentment makes you miserable. Some of y'all are still miserable. Oh, you walk around looking like you're happy, but you ain't. 
Amen. You come late for church because you're still miserable. Come late for church so you don't have to put in the offering basket because that's messing up your mind. I'm just telling you like it is. In verse 28 and 30, back to this thing that we were talking about. It's sort of an illustration. But that servant went out and found one of his fellow servants. This is the guy that had that $12 million debt, and now he goes to his other fellow, and now he's going to beat up on him because he won't pay him his little money in a few denarii, which is about $7. $12 million against $7. Now, come on. And he would not, be, but went and threw him into prison till he should pay the debt. How are you going to pay the debt when you're in prison? I don't know. Here's a man who owes more than $12 million to someone else, but he's got a friend who owes him 100 denarius, and, and that's $17. It's sort of like that with us. You've got to put this in perspective. If our sins is that $12 million, and somebody else's sin against us is $17, it's a wrap. When I ask God for forgiveness, no matter how big it is, my God's going to say, woo-wee, I don't know, Jesse, this is tough. No, he forgives me. But somebody did a little something to me, talk about me or said something crazy, whatever, like $17 worth. It don't matter. Yeah, it bothers me. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not saying this doesn't bother you, this doesn't hurt you. Of course it does. You're not Optimus Prime. You're a human being. Yes, it hurt us. I'll just give it over to Jesus. And pretty soon, God wipes it out. I'm not going to waste my time talking about what somebody said about me. They talked about Jesus, and then they killed him. But thank God he rose again. He's on that right hand of glory, advocating for me and you. Again, forgiving us of our sin. You see, the tragedy is that a lot of Christians are living this way. This man doesn't understand the grace of God. He didn't believe he was forgiven. And when you believe you are, are forgiven, you will forgive others. Let me say that again. When you believe you are forgiven, you will forgive others. The key to forgiveness is to recognize how much God forgives you every day. Think about it. You get in your car. You don't want to be crazy like the people out there. But sometimes you just slip. Now you're driving like somebody crazy in between traffic. And then y'all begin to talk crazy about the people. You know, I can't say what I want to say in church. And then all of a sudden the Spirit of God hits you and says, hey, you say, Lord, please forgive me. Oh, y'all act like y'all don't do that. Okay. I'm going to tell you what the Apostle Paul says. In Ephesians chapter 4, verse 32, he says, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, and forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. I'm so glad that God forgave me. I'm so glad each time I come to the Lord, he forgives me. I'm so glad that he loves me like that. My friends, as people of God, we ought to be like that. We ought to be so tight like that. It just becomes second nature. When something happens, we say, brother, sister, I forgive you. Let's pray together. Praise God. Oh, think about the church would be full with all the masks on. Wouldn't that be gracious? We won't look like the football game with 10,000 to 100,000 people with no masks. We're going to come in and praising God. Come on, y'all, look at me now. Going, come on, Rev. Come on, finish. I ain't going to finish.
You see, when you fail to forgive, God doesn't have to lock you in a jail. You do it yourselves. You lock yourselves in a jail of torment and hurt. You rehearse the hurt over and over, and it gets bigger and bigger, and it continues to hurt long after the offense has occurred. There are millions of people who are imprisoned by guilt. They are enslaved by anger and anxiety. They are tormented by resentment year after year. And finally, you must forgive because you'll need forgiveness in the future. Our future is right now. Our future is the moment that we began to realize where we are. And the Lord moved with anger in verse 34 and handed him over to the torturers until he should pay all that he, that he owed. And so shall my heavenly father also do you if each of you does not forgive his brother from the heart. Let me say that again, from the heart. I watch folk that say, I forgive you, and you know that smirk on their face? They're not telling the truth. They got two things to ask God. Forgive me for holding against the brother and forgive me for lying to his face. My friends, what are you really saying? You are saying that as I receive God's forgiveness, I forgive the people around me, people who has hurt me, people who have spoken ill of me, people who have rejected me. Father, I forgive them. And if you remember the person's name that hurt you or what all those are, Lord, I forgive whatever the person's name. I forgive them in the name of Jesus. And watch God work out. Verse 35, as we end, we are to forgive others from the heart. It's not just lip service or intellectual forgiveness. You must let it go. People say all the time, I'll I'll forgive, but I'm not going to forget. Of course you're not going to forget. But that's not forgiveness. God takes care of all of that. The parable teaches us that forgiveness for Christians is a way of life. If you're going to be hurt, you're going to be hurt in life. You're going to be hurt on the job. You're going to be hurt in your family. You're going to be hurt in the church. People are so insensitive. But God says forgive You can only forgive when you volunteer to assume the hurt and not retaliate, not retaliate and not get even, not seek revenge. The Lord says, vengeance is mine. I'll repay, says the Lord. Don't y'all just want to help him out? No, can't do that. You must not do that. The Bible says I need to forgive because God has forgiven me. Resentment makes me miserable. My resentment makes others who are around me miserable. The question then becomes, why should I forgive? You forgive because Christ has forgiven you. On a hill called Calvary, Christ Jesus died for my sins and your sins. And you are assured of his forgiveness when you come to him in prayer and faith. Perhaps you're holding on to some long forgotten anger, hurt or bitterness and it's eating you up inside. You're having your Maalox moment. Pepto-Bismol, Alka-Seltzer, Pepsi. I hope you know what I'm saying. If so, will you come this morning and ask the Lord to forgive you? 
so that you can forgive those who hurt you. If you've never asked Christ to, to forgive your sins and trust him as your Savior, will you come and receive his forgiveness right now and the salvation that he offers? Don't delay. Come. Come. Thank you so much for your attendance and your support of the podcast. We do hope to see you again or hear you again or even talk to me again. And we love you. Thank you so much for tuning in. God bless you.